0: Good morning and welcome to MorningEncouragement.com. My name is Glenn Siepert and uh, it is awesome, very awesome to have you here uh, this morning. Morning Encouragement is a blog that I write on uh, a couple of times a week, uh, a couple of, of posts a week, and then on Saturday, typically I do a vlog or a a video blog, and really the, the objective of MorningEncouragement.com is to encourage you, uh, to inspire you, to push you forward into your day and all that God has for you. Uh, this is a podcast, and I call the podcast Blogs to Go. Uh, essentially, what I do is I, I talk through the, the post that I put up on a given day. So if you don't have time to sit and read it, or you kind of want to just listen to it while you're getting ready for work or on your way to work or you're on a break or whatever. You you can do that. You don't have to sit and read it. You can kind of multitask, I, I guess you could say. But uh, hey, it's really great again to have you here. I'm really happy that you stopped by. You can download the Morning Encouragement app if you want to in the Apple App Store. Uh, you can also find the podcast in the podcast app by searching Morning Encouragement can look me up on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all those fun places and uh, we will connect for for sure. So I hope that you enjoy this post. I hope it encourages you and inspires you and that you have a super, super day. Today's entry is called God Knows How You Feel. God Knows How You Feel. Uh, When I was a kid, Uh, I felt really bad for uh, squirrels and you know I can remember seeing one like dead in the middle of the road and feeling really really sad Uh, you know I would think things like is that squirrel's family sad you know are they out looking for him Uh, was that squirrel a mom or a dad like who's going to take care of the baby squirrels right I grew up on a fairly Uh, busy street and so there were dead squirrels and you know chipmunks and raccoons in the middle of the road all the time and every time I saw one it would make me just incredibly sad and I remember feeling like you know I wish I could warn these squirrels like I wish I could just announce to the the world of squirrels like all of squirreldom uh, that the middle of the road is like not the place for you to be right because if you if you play in the middle of the road you're going to become married to the road in the form of a squirrel pancake and, and I guess that would have solved the problem right if I could have gotten all the squirrels of Wyckoff New Jersey together and I could have announced to them you know to stay out of the road I, I guess that would have worked but in order to talk a uh, squirrel I would have had to become a squirrel, right? Uh, that would be a key piece of the puzzle because even if I could talk like a squirrel and stay a human, they're not going to listen to me because I'm big, they're small, and they're going to run away as soon as I approach them. The only way my plan would have worked is if I could actually have put on squirrel skin, uh, shrunk myself down to the size of a squirrel, and become one of them. Uh, But even if that were possible, you know, there's no... There's no way in the world I'm going to do that I mean there's no way at all Because there's no way I would have left the comfort of my own home And my family Uh, I mean there's no way I would have given up the ability to play video games And wiffle ball with my friends Just to become a squirrel Um, I wouldn't have released my grip on my Ninja Turtle action figures or the many books I love to read. I I enjoyed mom's cooking way too much, and I definitely would have missed my huge bins of of Legos that I would spend hours and hours playing with, right? Sorry, squirrels, you're on your own. I'm not giving up all of this stuff just to come and save you. Um, As sad as dead squirrels made me feel on the inside, uh, I wouldn't have left the comfort of my world to enter into theirs. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 in the Bible. This is what the apostle Paul said about Jesus. He said, Jesus made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a human and becoming like us. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. In, In essence, Jesus left the comfort of his heavenly home and came to earth. So that he could save us squirrels. He told us not to play in the road. And he told us not to involve ourselves with the many pleasures of the world, but to place our faith in him and live life according to his way, his love, his grace, his mercy, his, his compassion. And not only that, not only did he come to earth and urge us not to play in the road and and to toy with the things of the world, but he came to earth and he experienced all of the things that you and I experience so that he could better understand us and know what it's like to be human. Like, I wonder if Jesus's dad, his name was Joseph. I wonder, I've always wondered this. I wonder if Joseph was present during Jesus's later years. Because we hear a lot about his mom, Mary. She's even there when he dies on the cross. We we hear about her lots of times, but we don't really hear about his father, Joseph. Nothing really, in fact, other than somebody asking if the adult Jesus was the carpenter's son. Joseph was a carpenter, and so people recognized Jesus as his son. But even so, Joseph is oddly silent and absent for much of Jesus' adult years. And I've always wondered why. Did Joseph die? Was he just absent? Did he leave Mary and Jesus? Did something happen to him? Was he a workaholic? Was he never home? Was he always working and trying to make money, trying to make ends meet? I'm not really sure, but I often wonder. And I wonder if Jesus grew up with a father who was, for whatever reason, in some way, shape, or form, absent. And I wonder if that helps him better understand how I felt growing up. Because I had a dad who was present physically, but absent mentally and and emotionally. And I wonder this morning, did you have an absent parent when you were growing up? If you did, I think that Jesus knows how you feel. How about this? The town that Jesus grew up in, it wasn't dirt poor, but it wasn't really rich either. It was just like a simple town. And his family probably didn't have much, but they did what they could to make ends meet and, and put food on the table. So this morning, did you ever wonder where your next meal was going to come from? And did other families have more than you did when you were growing up? I think that Jesus knew how you felt. How about this one? Before Jesus went into ministry, he was a carpenter who worked hard. His hands were dirty. His shirts were sweaty. uh, Things weren't handed to him on a platter. He had to, to work for it. Do you work your butt off every day? Do you struggle to make ends meet? Do you come home tired and dirty and sweaty from a long day's work? I think that Jesus knows exactly how you feel. The Bible also says that Jesus wasn't all that good looking. I'm just being real with you. That's what the Bible says. Um, unlike the pictures that we see of you know Jesus being this Swedish white guy with long blonde hair and blue eyes, that wasn't really reality. Uh, In fact, it says in the book of Isaiah that the Messiah, Jesus, would have, quote, no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. I wonder this morning, have you ever felt ugly? Have you ever looked at everyone else and how great they look? Only look at yourself in the mirror and how not so great you think you look? Have you ever measured your looks against the looks of somebody else? only to feel insignificant. Have other people made you feel insignificant because of the way that you look? I think that in some way, Jesus knows exactly how you feel. In addition to all that, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted. Jesus cried. Jesus wept. Jesus experienced anger. And get this, there were instances where Jesus did not know the future. That's right. There were instances where he did not know the future. In fact, when he was asked about the last day of history, like when the world would end, this is how he responded, "Of that hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but only, but only my Father knows. Can Jesus be the Son of God and not know something? He can, yes, if He chooses not to. You see, knowing that you and I would face the unknown? He chose to face the unknown. As Paul said in that chapter in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, he put his godly qualities aside and he made himself nothing so that he could live life in the same way that you and I have to live life. You see, he experienced all of these things and so much more, but, but the thing is he never sinned. And he did that so that he could leave this earth and then retake his position on the throne of the universe where he rules and reigns and helps and protects and guides and walks with us through the trials and the burdens and the struggles of our lives. Trials, burdens, struggles that he understands because he experienced them firsthand. I love the way, man, I love the way the Message Bible puts it. It says, he had to enter into every detail of human life. Then, then, when he came before God as the high priest to get rid of people's sins, he would have already experienced it all himself, all the pain, all the testing, and would be able to help where help was needed. You see, the Son of God left the comfort of his heavenly home So that he could come and communicate with us squirrels and experience what it's like to be us. So that he could understand us and help us and relate to us on a personal and intimate level. I want you to know this morning that that's the kind of God that you have. A God who loves you so much that he left the comfort of his home in heaven, came to earth to live life in the same way that you and I got to live life so that he could experience all the things that you and I experience. So that when you pray to him, when I pray to him, and we talk to him about our struggles, we talk to him about the stuff in our lives, he can comfort us because he's been there. You have a God who has been there. Let me pray for you. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much. We thank you so much that you came to this earth to live life like we have to live it. Thank you for experiencing what we experience, for enduring what we endure, so that when we come before you on our knees and we lift up our requests and our problems and our worries to you, you can look at us with tears in your eyes and you can say, I've been there. I've been there. God, would you comfort my friends today with whatever they're going through? Would you empower them? Would you give them courage? Would you let them know that you are near? God, would you take them by the hand? Would you walk with them through this life? And God, would you use whatever they're going to endure, whatever they got going on today, would you use it to deepen their faith in you? And it's in the powerful name of Jesus that I pray. Amen.